Welcome to You Look Good. My name is Abraham Alvarado. This is a podcast where we laugh and have deep conversations while lifting each other up. Today, I am joined by Shay. Hey. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, so typically, I don't know if you've listened, but typically I start off the podcast with like a little icebreaker or like a little game. Um, today, I'm going to read you off some lyrics of like some of my favorite songs. Awesome. And you try to guess the song. And then just kind of give like some background okay. of like how you feel about the song or like whatever. Okay. Whatever comes to mind. Reaching for the dis for something in the distance so close you can almost taste it. <laughs> Release your inhibitions. Feel the rain. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to like not sing it, but no, it's impossible. No. Yeah. She was an icon, Natasha Bedingfield. I loved Unwritten. I think I the first time I ever heard it was, I don't know, is it middle school or high school? I was I was a wee little thing, but mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it. And then when it was on Easy A, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. this needs to be done. Yeah. Well, Easy A, I think it was a different one, though. Maybe. She that had thing. another one. She had another one, but I think. I got a pack of pack of pack of full of Oh, shine. yeah. That was, I think that one. Yeah, yeah. So it made me get to into sure, that again. Yeah. I love Natasha. <laughs> All right. And I don't talk shit about you on the internet. Never told anything bad because that shit's embarrassing. You were my everything. That's Billie Eilish, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but but you got it. I love uh, Billie Eilish. Happier, mm-hmm. happier than ever. Happier than ever. That I needed that song because of a breakup that I had, and I was just like, man, the way that the breakup ended, it was horrible. But I tried to like be nice about it, and I just felt like everyone came up to me and was just like, oh, I heard this and that, and I was like. I didn't do anything. So I was just like, let me keep my mouth shut because I could ruin it. You could, yeah. You but could I'm ruin. not going to because that's just not me. So that like makes sense for you. Yeah. Okay. Friday night, you and your boys went out to eat. Then they hung out, but you came home around three. Ooh, Whitney. <laughs> it's not right, but, but it's, it's okay. okay. Ooh, what a <laughs> I loved Whitney so much just because she was a girl's girl. Like mm-hmm. She wanted other women to win as much as she won, especially for Grammys. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was ever a woman where she was like, ew, I don't like you. So even like the new girl, she never felt like intimidated or felt like she was being pushed out. So I think that's why I like her as like one of my top artists for sure. Yeah. And it's just so funny how like that's like her entrance line. Yeah. Friday night. <laughs> Get right to it. Come on. She didn't I, already, need, I already, already know. She didn't even need like any like, she was like beginning. We have a joint bank account. I already <laughs> see what the receipts are. What are you doing? Right. I don't know why I'm scared. I've been here before. Every feeling, every word, I've imagined it all. This I might get you on this one. Yeah, I think you might have. I think I've heard it, but I don't, I don't think I know it. What is it? It's Adele, one and only. Ah, that's one of the few Adele songs that I haven't like listened to all the way through. So It's okay. I was trying to throw you a little no, cur- you, a you, curveball. No, you definitely <laughs> did. I love Adele, but I haven't heard a lot of her other songs. Okay, you probably will get this one. Time after time after time, I tried to fight it, but your love is strong. It keeps me holding on. <laughs> I try to say like so, like not. I love this song because I sing it the most. Whenever. Really? Yeah. Yes. Um, I love SWV, probably one of my favorite girl groups. And Week is just a, it's just a classic song. It's the one song you can sing in acapella, and everyone's like, "Throwback." I know what it is. I love Snapping, it. So it's definitely a good one. Well, you got. Four out of five. I'll take it. I yeah. I try to like not make it easy, but whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> you. Like, I I need to learn more of like 
song titles, but as long as I know the artist, I feel good about it. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started. So I met you at a bar. Yeah. And that does cutthroat karaoke, so like, hence the the music um, icebreaker of it. Um, and I just went up to you and I asked you to sing me a song. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we just clicked and then, yeah. It was um, great. I loved it. So we don't really know much about each other. So this is yeah. kind of like we're going going in full force heck yeah so when did you start singing um so honestly i've been singing my whole life but as a profession it wasn't until like end of 2022 mm-hmm. um the place that we met at at latchkey they had a band that would play there like every sunday and tuesday on a, another hour and i became friends with them because they also run the cutthroat karaoke yeah so i think like one day they were like, oh, Shay, I don't know why you don't sing for real. And I'm like, I'm shy. Stop. It's kar- yeah. like karaoke is one thing, but singing for real is a different one. And they kind of just like pushed me on stage one day and were like, you're singing. And I did it. It was terrifying. And then I, when I was done, I was like, love it. I got to keep doing it. So I got a guitar and I got some sheet music, started writing some stuff. None of it's ready yet, but I'm slowly getting there. Exciting. Yeah, I love it. It's like my favorite thing to do. This is not a read, but like, do you like the attention? Yes and no. Like, I get very, I like when people compliment me. Mm-hmm. I think more so like on social media and stuff or like yeah. online. But if they're like, oh, Shay, you're amazing. Go up there. And I'm like, it's too much. Like it's, me? I get like, like <laughs> sometimes I just get overstimulated. I think it's like, yeah. it's not like, oh, I hate the attention. It's just like, oof. I'm overstimulated. Yeah. Give me some time. But I do appreciate people recognizing mm-hmm. um, a talent that I always wanted to use but was afraid to use until now. So Yeah. You have a beautiful voice. I Thank love you. that. Can we go back in time a little bit? Like, what was your childhood like? What was, like, your upbringing? Where are you from? Oh, so I was born in Virginia. Okay. Um, it was just me, my mom, and my sister. I'm the oldest. Okay. And would always move around a bit. But I want to say... Around 2006, when I started high school, she just put a thumbtack on the map and was like, oh, moving to Texas. And it was just a small town outside of Austin. Yeah. And uh, I think during that time, I was really upset because I just got into performing arts school. So I was like... In Virginia? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to focus on my dream. And then she was like, we're moving. And I was like, teenage Dang angst. Just like, Ugh. Yeah. And so in the small what town... What age were you? I think I was 14. 14. Like, it was like oh, right yeah. freshman year. So I was like super upset. But the school that I went to didn't have like some of the curriculars that I wanted. So I was like, let me just do choir and theater and see how that goes. And became obsessed, fell in love with it, got into musicals, um, got into acting, a lot of singing. And I just wanted to do that forever. But, you know, you want to sing and you know that that's not super profitable and financially stable. So I didn't do that when I went to college. Um, Went to SFA in East Texas. Um, Went to school for speech therapy, which still love and I get to use all the time. And then when I moved back to Austin, talked for a little bit, fell victim to the um, service industry and stayed there for a few years. Yeah. But um, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have gotten into the music, the music. industry. So now I'm back singing and better late than never. Happily. Do you, any of your family members like sing? So on my dad's side of the family, um, my late father and his brothers were all like in a band, kind of similar to like the Jackson Five, but they call themselves the Thomas Five. And Aww. they're such dorks over there. It's cute. And um I love that. Yeah, he played the bass. Um, and then the rest of my uncles, you know, sang the the drums, guitar, stuff like that. So I didn't know that until I um reconnected with that side of the family. And I was like, oh wow, because no one else on my mom's side sings. Like my sister a little bit, 
but that's also because her father is also a musician. So mm-hmm. I think my mom was just attracted to the art <laughs> and it, it like, you know, progressed into us being really good in our, in our um, fields of art and media. So, so you said late father, so I'm sorry about that. Okay. Um, how are you dealing with that? It's... Um, I mean, it happened when I was really young. Yeah. Both, both he and my aunt passed away around my birthday, like when I was three. So I tried to like, I didn't, I don't think I celebrated my birthday up until maybe four or five years ago. And for me, it wasn't so much of like, oh, I miss my father because I really didn't get to grow up with him. It was more of like all these most moments they couldn't experience. Yeah. You know, when you see the daddy daughter dances or just, yeah, just anything like that. You're just like, oh, I don't get to participate. Or when people ask about your dad mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't have like one. They, they like, yeah, <laughs> but they have just like gave you that face like, oh, honey. Yeah. And you, what do you see that when you're eight years old? You're like, I'm chill, I'm fine. Yeah. And it, it gets to you a little mm-hmm. bit, but I'm super grateful for how I was brought up. Do you fail to recognize your own accomplishments? I feel like quite a bit. Um, I think you talked a little bit about it. But. Yeah, I am uh, definitely grew up as a perfectionist, mm-hmm. um, but also a huge procrastinator. So I felt like I wasn't always doing as much as I could until other people would actually say, you did this, you did that. When I was working, I worked for this restaurant for seven years. It was called Shake Shack. Love it. Ooh. Great place. I know. I <laughs> love the company. Great food. And I started as a team member and mm-hmm. moved all the way up to general manager before I left. And I never felt like I was doing enough. But then when I would look back and I would talk to like my old employees or even my old mentors, the things that I was able to do and help bring forward just into the company mm-hmm. was astronomical. Like I didn't know that I could help bring diversity and inclusion into that company that didn't really have it before. Not so much on purpose, but just they didn't realize so i was happy to be able to be a part of that for sure do you feel responsible for others because you kind of just talked about being a gm and i don't know like i guess do you consider yourself a leader or like do you just feel like that responsibility for looking out for people yeah i wouldn't say i'm a leader like i feel weird being a leader i know i get put in those positions a lot and i feel like i can handle it i think i'm like maternal than anything else um my sister and I are eight years apart. She's the baby. So my mom was working three jobs and it was just me and my sister a lot. So I got used to being the second mom, not on purpose, but yeah. that's just the feeling that I always have. So I'm just used to that making sure sense. everyone's okay if I'm out and I'm having fun with my girlfriends. No matter how drunk we all get, I'm like, where's everyone? Yeah. What's <laughs> happening? So it's more just making sure like everyone yeah. is good so that I want them to feel how I would feel if I was ever like a little too drunk or tired or not feeling well. I want to be able to sh- show that they can be taken care of. Yeah. One more, like one more thing about um, family. So, okay. So you said your mom, it was just your mom and your sister. Do you have like a good relationship with your mom? That's oh, best friend. Best friend. Yeah, yeah. I literally just came up with FaceTime with her. <laughs> um, we did, you told, did you tell her that you're? Coming on yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be on the podcast. She's like, look at you, how do you feel like you, you made it, Shane? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my, I'm like, wow, wait, hold on, on. relax, hold on. I don't, I don't have that many followers. That's not the point. I think she's just like super. <laughs> she's happy that I'm doing something that I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. and that I'm actually going forth with it because she knows that I used to be very like, oh, just worried about how do I survive, and now I'm more like, how do I live? Yeah. So she's, I'm super close with her. We talk way too often. I feel like. Okay, so. Family, love, great relationship. Sometimes I get too um, tuned in with like childhood trauma in mm-hmm. this because I have a lot of childhood trauma. I came from a divorce 
family. Um, it's crazy over there. Um, being gay as well. Like I have family that doesn't accept me. Mm-hmm. So I love talking to people about their childhood drama. So if you don't have Ooh, anything. To... I have plenty. Okay. Ways. I grew well, up in a Jamaican household. So it's okay. um, technically my experience because my mom's side of the family is from Jamaica. That's how the family's from America. But we're black all the same. Mm-hmm. However, the experience of, of a black American is totally different. When you come from like an immigrant family, I feel like I'm probably a little bit more closer to people who grew up in a Latinx family or Asian family that came over to America just because it's more of like we have to establish ourselves here. We don't really have too much history. And um, my grandmother was very devout Catholic. So me being non-binary coming out as pan, it was not a fun time. Yeah, that was me. like one of the questions I had yeah. later on. I was like, I was going to ask about your sexuality. But... Yeah. So it just, that was a huge thing. Um, I want to say most of my trauma just came from mental health issues. Um, and definitely in the black community, they did not talk about therapy at mm-hmm. all. It's more of like, talk to God about it, pray it away, eat some good food, you'll be fine. <laughs> and um, with the whole me being wanted, wanted to be perfect and not being able to, depression was a huge issue for me in high school. And it was a lot of isolation of whenever I had a problem, I didn't want to bother other people with it. So I would just keep it everything in. And yeah. that did not work out very well. So I think that's probably why I'm over motherly now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely probably like a coping mechanism. So I don't feel like I am not needed because I like to be needed. Yeah. Um, Luckily, my grandma has come around. She's, I guess, just living in Austin because she lives here too now and working and being around such a diverse community that we have here. She's realizing, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you're, just a, you're just a person. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, so I've been lucky, but. So she is kind of getting it a little bit. Oh, yeah. She got, she got me a they, them pin. And it was so cute. I was oh. like, I cried. I was like, what are you doing? She <laughs> like, you like what total 180. So I'm yeah. really thankful for that. But there's still. A lot of trauma to work out, definitely, up here. Up there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm Latin. Have you ever, I guess I could relate with you. With You said a little bit about, like, the Latinx community and Asian community, all of us. Um, have you ever been targeted for the color of your skin and race? And if so, can you tell me a time where there's, like, Ooh, yeah. it so, was specific? <laughs> it's not funny, but uh, I've. My funny mom's, <laughs> it is funny now. My mom's always been big on me knowing what happened in this country, what happened to our people. I was reading the book Roots when I was, when I first could actually read, which is a heavy book to read mm. for a kid. And um, I went to Disney World with my family one time. Not that many black people go at the time of like the late 90s. And it was during the parade where all the Disney princesses would come out. And this is before Tiana. So all we had was like, I think at the time it was just Jasmine. Like Mulan wasn't even out yet. Yeah. And so they would come down in the parade and we'd all stand in line. And this is when before COVID and before crazy stuff happened, they would come and greet you, shake your hand, give you a hug. Mm. And they kept skipping us over and over. And we were the only black family there. And I just, I kept noticing. I was like, okay, this Why? is not great. <laughs> and then Cinderella comes by and skips us again. And I was like, Cinderella, are you racist? And it was, as an eight-year-old, I should not have said that. Because a poor girl broke character. She's probably just an eighteen-year-old girl doing a college program, and she just got <laughs> stunned, so sad to speak. I feel like that was my earliest thing of it, and it was small, but it was sad that no, I was able to notice yeah. it that mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Other things have just been, especially when I moved to Texas, more so the dating scene. When I was in high school, there wasn't a lot of black kids where I was at. People didn't believe that I should be in AP classes, and I kind of I skipped some. Yeah, they were just they were surprised that I was able to do these classes 
that I took in Virginia mm-hmm. in Texas. And that was just because we didn't do like certain classes in ninth grade. Like we didn't do geography in ninth grade. We did like US history. And so they were like, are you sure you can handle it? I don't know if you're academically inclined. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I can do it. Like I'm, it's not that hard. It's US history. So it was just yeah. things like that, dating outside of my race and having to get dumped because the parents of the boyfriend were like, no, you can't date her. You can't date this person. They're not like you. And I'm like, cool. And I wouldn't even know that. They would just dump me and it wouldn't be until like a year later. And they're like, so sorry, Shay. It was just because my parents didn't want me dating a black girl. And I'm like, oh, word. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's already not heavily populated with black people in Austin already. So it's like, for me, I don't mind dating outside my race, but it's always something in the back of my head when I talk to someone or if I'm attracted to someone. You like, think, yeah. Like, are they even going to like me? Am I even their type? And not because of my hair or because of my voice or my body type is more of like, they weren't black people. And I'm like, that sucks. Like, I don't want to have to think that Cause, way. Yeah, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. It should just be organically meeting somebody. But you do, like, since you have been through that, mm-hmm. then it's just stuck in your head. Yeah. And I think the only other thing that, like, is the biggest standout was um, definitely during COVID and the George Floyd protests, I had something very traumatic happened to me and I went to the cops. I was assaulted and um didn't really have any proof. And they were just like, uh, well, who do you know? Who was it? And I was like, I don't know who it was. I told you I was attacked and like, you know, knocked out and I woke up and things weren't great. And so they were like, well, you should go home and take a shower and then, you know, think about it and then come back and do a report. I went to, went back to a different day, talked to some officers and they're like, you took a shower. And I was like, yeah, yeah they, told, they me told me to. And they're like, no, we need that for tests. And I was like, well, great. You pretty much just like had me wipe away any evidence of anything that happened. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's been like a trend that happened with the Austin Police Department, having backlogs of a lot of kits for evidence. And it's been happening predominantly to women of color. And I was just like, this is an issue. Like, mm-hmm. I, this is why we don't want to trust people. And that's not fun. Like, I want to be able to trust people who have the jobs of protecting and serving or saving lives. And that's, it's rough, but you know, we navigate it every day the best way we can. Yeah. What's like a good way that um, you can describe your sense of style? Kind of want to get away from that. Mm, I would say. Because you came. Fairy. I feel <laughs> like I'm a fairy. <laughs> I, I opened the door. Well, because my vibe is kind of like casual. Like mm-hmm. we kind of just like we chit chat. Yeah. Just, but you came dressed. Uh, I think <laughs> it's because I've worked in the food industry so long. It's always like, here's a uniform. And so whenever I wasn't working, I was like, I want to dress up as much yeah. as I can. Um, I think what inspired my style is I was trying to look up what my name meant because the full name is Lachey. And I was like, oh, oh let me really? type it in. What is it? That's beautiful. Thank you. No, I just go by Shay. Divine is my stage name because it's, you know, it's easier. But Lachey was the name. And I, you know, go on Google. What does your name mean? Yeah. <laughs> One of them said it was from Irish descent and it meant like fairy palace. And I don't know what validity there was with that. But I was like, oh, fairies. I love fairies. I love Thumbelina was my favorite movie growing up. Mm-hmm. Like watching like the um the Wings Club and stuff. I was just like, yeah, I love this. And so anything super flowy, anything super colorful, because I used to always just wear so much black and brown colors and I loved it. But I was like, I want to brighten it up. So as many colors as I can wear, I will without clashing too much. Anything with flair, so super bell bottom jeans, a lot of tennis skirts, thigh highs. Mm-hmm. I just I like to feel vibrant. And I think maybe that's part of my inner child as well, just being like, 
I want to dress. I just I don't want to dress all flowy like a fairy. <laughs> What's your and it gets worse story? Ooh. Okay. Should we take a shot? Yeah, let's take a shot for this let's one. Because this, this, this is gonna Does it get worse? <laughs> it gets worse. Do you like? Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. That's good. Whitney. Oh my god. All right. So this is gonna go to Go ahead, let's do it. It's gonna go to the X. We'll call, <laughs> we'll call him Jackson, because that's okay. the easiest to do. Okay. We met. End of 2021, we were, you know, flirting, stuff like that. He worked at a dance hall as a bouncer, and I was like, oh, he's cute. Can we talk to him? And we were just vibing so well. Made out one time, and I was like, oh, this is great. Decided to tell one of my friends, and they're like, I'm not even telling, but I was like, oh, I met this guy. Really, really like him. He walks by, and she was like, oh, my God, Jackson's so cute. And I was like, yeah, he really is. She was like, mm-hmm. too bad he's engaged. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, let me just. And that right now. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. But it keeps going. So I ended, oh, I ended it and I'm like, bro, not going to talk to him. Kind of did yeah. ghost to him. He ghosted me. It was fine. End of 2021, we somehow reconnected. And from what I was told from other people, him and his fiance were now no longer together. So I was like, okay, we could talk. We could be friends. We could chill. Whatever happens. But I'm going to be like. Mm, yeah. I'm going I'm to keep it in the back yeah. of my head. I'm not going to confront you with it because. Yeah. It's your life, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start talking, start seeing each other. I get into a huge accident where I break my jaw in four places. Ooh, crazy. And it was right. Actually, it was two days ago, two years ago. So it was like the anniversary. So at the time, he just finished school for being at EMT. So he was like, I'm going to take you to the hospital. Da, 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 da. He was there for my surgery. Like he was there when I got dropped off there when I woke up, was there for me. So like we're talking, we're obviously not exclusive, but we're... Mm-hmm. talking and i was like hey we can be casual but please just tell me if you are hooking up with someone i'll tell you and let's always use protection he's like cool got it started never telling me i would notice things we got super comfortable became really good friends would hang out all the time went to the place that he worked at became friends with everyone that he worked at there like he would just introduce me and they're like oh that's shay like yeah. shay is jackson's so-and-so but in the back of my head i was like something's not right. And I know we're not together, but something feels weird. Mm. One time he gave me the passcode to his phone and he was like, you can go through it. It's fine, whatever. And he was like, can you look for something for me in the notes app? And I was like, sure. And I see one thing and I'm like, there's names on here. And they're all girls' names and there's asterisks on them. And I was like, I know. Asterisks. Like, all the time. For that... some of them. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, but not like multiple, just like on certain names. And I was like, yeah. I know some of these girls like from first name. And I'm like, okay keep that in the back of my mind but i'll just whatever it's fine we're not, not together not exclusive. not exclusive don't care okay we get into like a fight i want to say after i want to say september or so mm-hmm. um because i get super drunk at <laughs> the place that he was working at and there was this girl and she was like is, is, was isn't, she on there uh, she she wasn't but she was like isn't so-and-so hot referring to jackson and i was like yeah he is and i was like and he's great in bed that's all i said didn't say he was my man. Didn't say we were dating. The next day, he blew up at me. He shouldn't be talking about our private stuff. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, so sorry. You're right. Like, let's not talk about private stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to that girl the next day. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, like, blab about that guy's information. She's like, oh, I don't even know him like that. Not the case. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. Apparently, they've been talking. And as our problems get worse, and I try to decide if we should end things, he keeps telling me, no, let's not, let's not, let's not. And I'm like, okay, fine. 
there's one night a huge blow up happens where I see two girls in two different cases crying, going up to him, yelling at him, and then coming up to me saying, Shay, I'm so sorry. I had no idea we were with him. No idea. And I was like, we weren't. We weren't. But they're like, no, 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 no. Like, you guys are like main. And I they didn't, he didn't tell me about you. And I thought I was the only one. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, let me chill about that. So we talk about it. We argue about it. I try to get over it, but then I, it comes to light that apparently he was not using protection with these other women. And that's what was, that was my final straw. So I was pissed Well, off. yeah, because you told him that. That was my biggest thing. I was like, don't want, because we were not using protection because I got tested. He got tested. We were like, this is it. And so at the peak of it, when we finally break up, he breaks up with me. By then, I can already tell he's moved on to someone else. And it's that said girl who said she barely knew him. They are now, they have now been together for over a year and are expecting a baby. Next month. So it gets worse. For me, I was more upset of it because I did deal with like pregnancy issues. I got pregnant twice with him, miscarried the first time. And, you know, it was it was the universe's way of saying you're not having this child. Yeah. Um, The second time was an ectopic pregnancy. So I had to get surgery and that was super rough. What is what is that? uh, That just means that the um, embryo is in your fallopian tube. It's not in your uterus. So it's like in a place where if it keeps growing. It's gonna rupture and you're gonna bleed out in pretty I've never much heard time. Of it. Yeah, it's it's not super common, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does happen more common for women who use birth control. So that shit just becomes a little bit more um, of a possibility. Yeah. So the universe was telling me, Shay, you're not meant to have a child with this man. And not that I wanted to at the time anyway, but it was just very fitting for me not to have a kid twice. Them have a kid very like quickly and boom, they're just an instant family. So yeah, it gets worse, but only in the sense of like all these signs should have told me leave, leave. <laughs> and I just kept saying, no, he's a good guy. He's been through so much, this and this and that, yeah. all this trauma. Like we're such good friends, and I'm just like looking back. I should have left like the first time I saw the notes app and would have been like. Mm. <laughs> I should have been like, I'm done. It's done. I know. I feel like I would have done that too. Like with the the notes out. But then, you know, sometimes. I think that's just the trauma and the people pleasing and the wanting to be motherly. I'm like, just, I can take care of them. It's okay. I got it. I'm not exclusive. Knowing dang well I want it to be. But it is what it is. I learned my lesson. Now I stand on business. Are you ever insecure about your sense of humor? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but only in white spaces. Fair. I <laughs> my day job. I work at a restaurant. I won't say where because whatever. Not, but um, I have a coworker. His name is Mikey, whitest guy you can think of. <laughs> he's like I want to say he's maybe in his late twenties, already married, just like wonder red white. But he sometimes has the most vulgar stuff. However, he's always respectful to me. Never says anything bad. But he'll let me say the most craziest like black jokes to him no matter what like if someone will say something really off to me they'll be like shay you want to can you do the floors and like clean the floors for me they're like okay and i'm like wow am i a house slave right now <laughs> and he just dies he's just like bent over just dying and i can only say it to him because if i say it to anyone else they're it just would, like they're yeah. just like oh no like they'll freak out but no that's just, not what i meant i promise he just lets it happen and he just cracks up yeah. and so like anytime i say is it because i'm black he's like 
it is. It is because you're black. And it's the it's just the funniest thing ever. I think I can only do that with certain people. Yeah. I also grew up very much as a tomboy. And so I'm used to the vulgarity of men. And so that doesn't like nothing of that surprises me. So sometimes I'll say very like raunchy jokes too. And I'll be like, oh, let me let me make sure I'm okay. You, you can read the room. Yeah, I'll read the room and I'm like. Never mind. I can't say anything else. <laughs> but I also think I'm very much like I would never be good at stand up. I'm very much a sitcom type of comedy. Like, okay, that's fair. I just talk about my life and I'm like, oh, Shay, you're funny. Like, what's going on? But I can't just like have a joke with a pickup line and a punchline. I can't. There's no way. You're like the perfect person to describe my, my podcast because it's like <laughs> you talk about like deep shit, but like, and then so just being like, I'm just like, what, you know, what are you making, doing? Making fun of, like yeah. kind of your, not yourself but like it's just making fun of the situation like i don't know i kind of i do this a lot I, this is like my third time doing this but i make fun of like just stuff that happens to me mm-hmm. and just like i also did get i got raped as well um so i just always like i like joke around too much with my friends about it right oh my god it's so bad like and then they'll be like, like oh. sometimes like you know, like when you call your friends, I don't know if I'm gonna put this on on here, but um, you know when you call your friends, like, hey, shut up, hoe, or like, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, I'm not I, like one time I was like, I'm not a hoe. I haven't had sex since I got raped. Ah, <laughs> I would have died. Okay, do you know that one? Have you ever seen the clips from Cardi B? Like her, not Cardi B. Sorry. Um, dang it, what's her name? Jocelyn, the rapper from um, she was on Love and Hip Hop, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was like she was doing a reality show where she had people start to become rappers and they were or like strippers to become rappers or whatever. And it was this one girl who talked about how she had to like get an abortion or something or something. She lost her kids like twice. And there's someone in the back saying, Ooh, double double homicide. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. And so when I think about like my two like failed pregnancies, I'm like, ooh, double homicide. No. Especially in Texas. I was like, damn, I could be in jail for this right now. But luckily, no, because mm-hmm. I would have been died anyway. <laughs> like, oh, it's so it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But like, if I don't laugh at the stuff that I've been through, how am I gonna survive? Correct. Like, how am I yeah. gonna live and thrive? That's how I feel about it. I I think I'm at peace with it right now. So I'm okay talking about it. Like Same, I feel yeah. I feel nothing. Yeah. And it was like I think it was, I think I'm going on two years. Yeah. So I think I'm good. Good, and I'm happy. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. how that's how it should be. I feel like that's a good point in our lives where we can talk about trauma, about it being more of like it's over there. It's mm-hmm. like it's it was written in the book and it's over there in the history books. We read it to make sure it doesn't happen again. Type stuff. There it is. So I feel the same way about any of the bad things that happened because that breakup was traumatic. Like yeah. I was looking at my snaps and I'm also, I've been diagnosed bipolar too, which I don't care if anyone knows, but I stopped taking my meds during that time. Cause I was sad. I like quit my job cause I was so depressed. Stayed in bed all day. Stopped taking my meds because I ran out my, my refill. Mm-hmm. And so I could see the manic and depressive episodes through my snaps. So like I would go out, I'm having a great time. I would drink and then I would drive home crying with Snapchat. Like I would have it there on my dashboard, busy recording, like snot coming out. And then the next day I see myself talking about, oh, this TikTok I made was so funny. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, girl, you're, you're my bipolar. <laughs> Get your meds. What are you doing? No, I. Oh my gosh. I got, wait. So you only, did you just, with your meds running out, did you just like not want to go for like, was it like, payment or 
I was just, it because it's because I stopped working. So like all my money that I had saved up, I was like, let me make sure at least rent is paid. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. work. I want to say I quit work a few days after Thanksgiving around that time. And I didn't get a new job. I was mostly doing Instacarting at the time. I didn't get a new job until mid-January of that next year. Yeah. So like all that whole time and it's all holiday season and stuff like I wasn't getting actual any any money. So I was just like, you know what? I'm fine. I don't need, I don't need to worry about my meds. I need to worry about my rent and my bills and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was a mistake. That's what, <laughs> yeah. I, I got on antidepressants um, and I got like two um, refills like for free. And then after that, I had to like pay. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I think I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> you know, I, got I, feel, this. I feel better now. I feel better because of the meds, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how decisive or indecisive are you? I'm the most indecisive person ever. If people give me options, it will take me forever to make a decision. And that could be in relationships. It could be in where we go out to eat. It could be in career advice, whatever. I, I think it's because I didn't have many options as a kid. And I was just like, let me just make sure everything's okay. That when I was giving all these options, as I grew up, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Because yeah. I, I think the best example was, fun fact, I was engaged senior year of high school. Oh. And the person I was dating, I know. All this information. All the tea. <laughs> the guy I was dating, um, he was my best friend freshman year. Moved away for a bit, came back senior, uh, junior year, senior year. We started dating, fell in love. Okay, love bombed because it wasn't love. But um, he proposed at prom. And he went to my mom first for a blessing. And my mom was like, in her head, she was like, Shay's going to say no. So she was like, whatever Shay says, cool. What mom didn't know is that he was going to propose in front of all of my friends. And I have a fear of not being liked and having awkward situations. So when he proposed in front of everybody, I said, yeah, sure. Put the ring on and we went to prom a freaking engagement ring on my finger. And I'm like, oh my God. It was insane. And I also felt like I didn't have any other options at the time. Like, no one else was really talking to me. Mm-hmm. He was the first person. He was like, he's half black, half white. So he was the first person that could kind of understand what I'm going through. I didn't have to feel like, oh, I'm not going to get dumped because I'm black, all this stuff. So, like, I was like, cool, this is it. This is it for me. Mm-hmm. Then I went to college. We went to two different colleges. And the options kind of opened up where, like, I was meeting friends. I was becoming friends with guys and girls. And people were like, wow, you're so beautiful, Shane. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you What do you mean? And not saying that the person I was seeing wasn't saying that, but like I didn't have someone constantly having different people saying that all the time. So I got used to only him saying it. So when other people were calling me beautiful or talented or whatever, I was like, oh, what is what is this? And um, we eventually broke up. Me realizing the options that I had, I was like, let me. What do Did I you want? Keep the round. I <laughs> sold it, and it was worthless. I felt bad, though, because I know that he was obviously, he was looking at Sonic in high school when he got that ring. I mean, yeah, you guys. And whatever. Good. But, like, the reason why it was so expensive, it wasn't even because of the rock. Because it was, it was, like, a regular size. Mm-hmm. But I have tiny fingers. So, the, to resize it was, like, another couple hundred, maybe four or five hundred to resize my ring. And I was just like, oh, I feel so bad about that. Like, oof. So, for me, I'm like, if I, if I ever get married... And I you get better engaged. get my ring get, get the, Just know what the ring size is now. So don't get upset, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, leave me alone. But the, yeah, my decisions are crap. I, I try to be more decisive lately, mm-hmm. um, but I take my time with it. So I think that's why I feel like I'm indecisive because I'm just, I'm not like, this is what I want to do. I'm like, yeah. let me make a list. Let me do pros and cons. And it'll take me maybe a sure. week 
for other people that might take me two days. So yeah, no, I'm I'm in that with you. Um, right now I have two job offers. Mm-hmm. And I heard about the first one. The first, one. yeah, yeah, for for UT, right? Yeah, yes, Heck yeah. yeah. I'm kind of on the fence about that one because I don't know. There's just so much going on there, and then the other one just seems so much easier. Mm-hmm. So do I take the easy route or do I take the? So I really, I wouldn't want you to think of it as easy or complicated. It's like, which one would you still be able to fulfill the activities that you want to fulfill? Like, which ones would help you still be able to continue your podcast without you feeling like your podcast is a chore? Because you don't want to feel like that. The things that you love to do, you don't want it to become a chore. And that's how I kind of think of it. Like, Oh, that's fair. Yeah. You know, because that's like a thing with me with singing, because it was more of a hobby at first. And I'm like, I don't want it to be a chore. I want it to be a career and something I still love. So like. What can I do to not make it a chore? Yeah, that's fair. Because, yeah, the UT one would be nine to five, like Monday through Friday. I mean, hey, more complicated, but it's still set schedule. You still do what you need to do for your podcast. You can like, you know, you have some leeway, but you probably have a little bit more responsibility and more like things where you can get in trouble easily if you don't do things just so type stuff. Yeah. And then what's like this? What's like the specs for the other job offer? It's like a receptionist job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at a wax place. Ooh. So I kind of like my interview went really well. And it just seems so like just laid back and it's less, not so much less money, but it's like, it's just more like, I don't know. I guess I don't want to say easy because I know it's not easy because it's like you have phone calls, appointments, you have to manage the store. I get what but- you're saying. It's like, it's like less risk of the stress like the stresses the stress levels are like of those responsibilities aren't going to be like i think about it at night mm-hmm. i sleep and i dream about my job and i'm like oh no yeah. type stuff so i i got what you're saying i don't know we'll see i still i have time still but mm-hmm. we'll we'll figure it out like yeah are you missing anyone right now and do you think they're missing you <laughs> i'm gonna say this guy's name because i don't care is it jackson no no <laughs> <laughs> that guy is for me though that guy is something else but um no so it's the guy that i did it while i was in college after my ex fiance mm-hmm. his name is tristan we dated all throughout college i want to say from sophomore year up until we graduated a little bit after i was in love with that guy and we only broke up because i graduated first um he changed majors so he had like an extra year i moved back to austin and it was probably the first time we were like apart and before then, we were joined at the hip. Like, we both did Greek life together. We both were um, RAs working in the dorms together. Like, we did everything together. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time where I was like, who am I without this guy? Who am I without Tristan? Yeah. And I didn't know. And when we broke up, it was it was kind of like something I didn't want to do, but I knew it had to be done. Like, because he kind of, like, put it on me. He was like, what are you trying to say? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was I was visibly sad. But we stayed in contact for a good amount of time. I think there was only one time where he blocked me because he was dating this one girl and we're still in contact, which means we were still doing yeah. stuff. But um, we actually reconnected recently. And I went to go visit him because he lives in Florida right now as a news reporter. And Ooh. it was just so, it didn't feel nostalgic. It didn't feel like old times. It just felt right. Mm-hmm. It felt good to be around someone who understood me, not just as who I was then, but who I am now. Because back then, I was Shay, maybe by she, her. Mm-hmm. And now I'm Shay, they, them, Pan, all this other stuff going on. And he's just, he's there for it all the same. Like, I think 
the first time I told him I was non-binary, he was he wasn't sure how to react. He was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. And now he's sending me memes about like they them pussy. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like it's the funniest thing ever. And I'm Do you like, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say it. Is it funny to you? Like when people it, it, like it is, but just because I feel like he's thinking of me in that sense. It's like he's he feels comfortable enough to be funny mm-hmm. and the same jokes that he would have told me if I was just a straight girl. Mm-hmm. Same thing. He's just like, Yeah. Now you just say that. You're still Shay. Yeah. The only thing that changed is your pronouns mm-hmm. and who you like to like. Like, it doesn't matter. And he's just, I think he's just also happy that he's still part of the category who I like. I love him very much. I think I'll always love him. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Stay but no, he's such an amazing guy and I, I miss him a lot. And I know, I know he misses me too, just because he feels like family and always not in a sense of related, but like yeah. family, like we're family. Mm-hmm. So. It feels it feels that messing dearly every day. Um, this wasn't one of my questions, but since you're talking about like your pronouns, how do you you said a little bit, but how do you feel about people who don't understand it? So, because he clearly like he like you said took, yeah he was, took him a bit yeah he was like what what does that mean? I think it's harder for people to accept me as that just because I am so feminine and female presenting mm-hmm. like I'm. I'm got big boobs, got curves, <laughs> always have my hair and makeup done. Like I'm very feminine. And I used to not always be, I used to be very yeah. like tomboyish. tomboy. And yeah. even when my hair was short, I always I still I try to be as feminine as possible. But for me, it's not so much of like I feel like a guy and a girl. I just feel like I'm just everything. I yeah. feel ethereal. I feel otherworldly. And I feel like they them is the best way for me to convey that. So it's not so much me saying I'm both a guy and a girl or I'm neither. It's just like I'm just, I'm omnipresent. I'm not the, oh my God, but I'm Shay. <laughs> yeah. And um, the only time that I'm ever really okay, like and people can like, you know, accidentally say she, that's going to happen. It doesn't really bother me too much. Mm-hmm. But the only time that I'll ever refer myself as she is when I'm talking about the black experience, because that's the only experience I can really convey. Cause of my whole life was the black girl experience. I can't say yeah. how I was growing up as a black non-binary person. Cause I didn't, Mm-hmm. And experience that I experienced who I was as a black girl. So anytime I talk about black issues or just even black culture, I will still refer to myself as a woman or as a girl just because that's how you that's just the that's part of the culture and that's totally okay. So I think that's why I don't get so upset if people say she um or her. I think if it, if I tell them my pronouns and then they continuously Yeah. Then I'm like, okay. At least just say Shay. Mm-hmm. Just just say Shay. It's not that hard. If you feel uncomfortable with saying like they, like at least say Shay. Say Shay. It rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we are now in the month of February. How do you think your year is going so far? And what are your plans for the rest of it? So pause. My birthday's on Tuesday. Oh, super excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. your episode is coming out on Wednesday. So, so yeah, it's like a nice it's... little birthday present. Yeah. I love it. Happy birthday. Thank you. So yeah, no, February is my favorite month because Black History Month. But... Yeah. This month has been crazy because I'm not super into astrology, but I like to learn about it. And this is the age of the Aquarius, not just because it's the month, but because this year is the age of the Aquarius. And that just means crazy things happening, information coming out, things coming to light. And I feel like that has been happening, not just in me- like in, in my life, but in media, like the whole Cat Williams interview, the whole thing with Megan Nikki. Megan Nikki. It's coming to light. Oh, wait. How do you, what do you Team Megan, first of all, because Nikki, what are you doing? I love you, girl, but just like, geez, what were you doing? I know. Because here's my here's my here's my whole well, process. We have to Maybe, get, yeah. We have to go back, but we'll go yes, back. We my whole stuff. my whole process on that is just 
couldn't have just been about you, Nikki. Could have, I know. Could have been about someone else, but that's all about that. But for me, things I'm looking forward to, so this month, obviously my birthday, Valentine's Day, I'm writing some letters out to people, special people in my life and like mailing them out, like old school handwritten letters and yeah. doing that. And then honestly, for the rest of the year, um, I'm planning on having at least five songs written and produced and recorded by the summertime. So I have a lot of work to do. And yeah, and hopefully a full band that I have consistently so I can play more consistently. I usually play at Whisco Tango, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot Ice House on West Six right now. And I sing there um, right now just with like my back recordings, but I play there once a month with a band. And I want to have a full band and I want to have a permanent one and just do that. So that's my goal is just to really focus on my music and just, I guess, travel more too. I'm just, yeah. I have more experiences. I don't need to like buy a lot of material stuff this year. I just want to have fun, do fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to, you should like do like a, not like a grand opening, but like you should do like one night where it's like big and like you invite everyone. So yeah. You, and then like we all can support you. Cause I want Heck wanna... yeah. Heck yeah. No, I want to. I did my very first performance. I want to say New Year's Eve Eve. Mm-hmm. And that one was already like, I'm glad I, I invited people, but I'm glad it wasn't too big because I was like, I was nervous. It was my first time yeah. doing a full like two and a half hour live performance without like interruptions and all live bands. So I need to know if I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. So now that I know I can, I just want to have a, yeah, a band should, where I can do it all the time. You should like do like little promo. Be like, like Shady. <laughs> shady. <laughs> boom. So that's what, that's definitely the goal is yeah. more music. I'm excited for you. Okay, you. so we are wrapping up, but let's do this affirmation card. Love it. Just pick the card, any card that speaks to you, and then read it out loud for the class, mm-hmm. and tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. Today, I am kind. Today, I will make this take count. I will do something kind for someone. Okay. Oh, I like this. Interesting. How do you feel? I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Last night at work, um, it was right near the end, and I was looking at the drive-through. And so, you know, right when it's time to close, they don't want any more orders. So, like, I was there. This girl comes in. She's like, "Hey, can I get the salad?" And I was like, "Yeah." And so she swipes her card, and I only did a partial payment. And I was like, "Do you have another card?" She was like, "No." I'm like, I want her to get her food. Like, it's already being made. Like, I want her to have her food. Yeah. So I was like, girl, just go, just go. And I like, take out my phone and I Apple Pay really okay. quick. Yeah. But I just, whenever it feels right to do something, and like, obviously, I just said what I did, but like, not worrying about if other people know what happened. Mm. That's what really matters because it feels good for you to know that one day someone might do that for you. And if they don't, like, you still have that feeling of being kind to someone, whether it's, Saying hi to them when they look like they're down, giving them a hug. If you know, obviously we consent. Just if they're feeling the need for that, or just being in someone's company. Sometimes someone just needs someone to just sit right next to you and just and just talk. Just be, <laughs> just talk, and that's all you need. I go everywhere with a book and I just read because, yes, it could be like, oh, maybe someone doesn't want to talk to them, but also it opens up for conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone who was maybe afraid to talk to someone else can come up to me and be like, oh, what are you reading? And now. I'm helping them build that confidence of maybe talking to someone that they actually wanted to talk to, whether it was the guy next to me or whatever, or even just to order a drink. Cause I know that order anxiety is real and it's oof, even at bars, it's a little intimidating. So yeah. I love, I love kindness. I want to be more kind this year. Not that I'm not, but it's definitely something else. <laughs> no, you're so kind. You're oh, so you can keep that too. <laughs> oh, thank you. 
<laughs> All right. Do you have like any questions for me or anything? <laughs> People at, typically ask me at the end of the. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to. No, I do actually. I've been asking a lot of my friends this lately because I want to open up my repertoire more of like my music. What is a song that you would want to hear me sing one day? That would be whether it's cover or maybe a genre or maybe a subject or type of song. I just think I want you to like just. I want a powerful song from you, mm -hmm. like um, I guess Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. Just wait, you sang "I Have Nothing," right? Did, I think the last Whitney Houston song I sang was "I Will Always Love You" because that's that's a that's a hard one. It's a hard one. I so. want you to like get like a I I don't know right now at the top of my head, but I want you to sing like at the top of your lungs. Cool. I want you to break some vocal cords. For any of the followers that live in Austin, my birthday's on Tuesday. I'll probably be at Cutler Karaoke. So. Okay. Definitely, we'll probably do a belting out song for that one. I could probably stop by. Yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be fun. I think it's at Vulcan right now. They might. I don't know. I think it's where, that's where it's at for now, just because of yeah. how the weather's been. It's mm -hmm. easier inside, but yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. I get chills. That's I, my favorite thing to do. So I'm happy that other people can enjoy what yeah. I love to do. Well, um, anything else you want to say for the pod? Even if things happen and it's not your way. You can just chuck it to it being for the plot and your character development, because honestly, it's just going to make you a better person. So even if it does get worse, it will eventually get better. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Join us next Wednesday on another episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. DM me at you look good pod. If you have any suggestions or if you'd like to be on an episode, my name is Abraham Alvarado and you look good.